Hello. Hey, everyone. We are so excited for our first guest of season two, Shay Good. We met Shay at the workout studio and were recently featured on her podcast. Shay is the host of Shay Rants A Lot, a podcast where Shay rants about all the things going on in the world. She brings a dynamic energy, whether it's motivation next to you in the gym or in conversation. Welcome, Shay Good. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my God. We got so Shay in the building, in the house over here. Little Miss Shay rants a lot. Hi. <laughs> hello. Hello. I haven't been ranting recently, actually. I've been like in a non rant mood. I'm not going to lie. Really? Like in a good way. Like in a good way. I feel like there hasn't been a lot that's like set me off. Wow. So like I haven't had much to rant about. Yeah. It's, oh, it's odd. It's the maturing part. Maybe. The hitting 30. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's the like I'm tired by seven o'clock part. So, oh. <laughs> so yes, maturing, if that's what we want to call it. I think they call that grandma hours, Yes, right? it is. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, I'm my gosh. Sure. I've always called it baby hours. Like, when I go to bed at 8 oh, p.m. or 9 p.m., like, I'm like, parents put their babies down? Oh, I went to bed at baby hours. Oh, I think that sounds cuter. Yes. I don't have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate. I go to bed at, like, 12 to 1, so... Crystal? I don't have a dad, but I don't have daddy issues either. Oh, my God. 12? (laughs) It's crazy. Who am I? No. I don't even know who I am. No. No. Yeah. Well, we're so excited that you're here in real life. I know. IRL. This is like my, this is my first, let me think, let me think clearly. This is my first IRL situation. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Wow. For all the fans that don't know what IRL means, what does that mean? In real life. Wait, I'm I mean, kidding. You're. I, I okay. can't. Stop I it. I don't stop say that it. Ever. Clearly, she doesn't use her time well when she stays up to midnight. <laughs> I, I know IRL BRB means used, like be right back, but. Okay, that's like a strictly IRL? like 2005 term that you should know. IRL, though, know. has been around for definitely at least the last two years. Yeah. Okay, it's like. And the, like in COVID, if anything, it became more like like exciting to use because right. like you didn't ever do any, do anything IRL. I'm glad we're teaching. So you how did you now. not know oh, what IRL know. means? I guess I'm kind of old. Not really. I have no idea. No, I, that would be called out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie's been living under a rock. Okay. Yeah, pretty oh much. my gosh. We yes. were on your podcast. Yes. And yes, we were talking were. about hot girl summer, whoring twenties. Yes. How has it kicked off for you, Shay? Honestly, so far so good. So last week I, um, so I, okay, it's, I got a facial on Friday, like a micro needling facial. So I didn't go out Friday night, but then sitting at home Friday night and then like looking at all the pictures Saturday morning, I was like, God, I, I, you know, I have FOMO. Like I really want to go out. Mm -hmm. So I live, I have two roommates. Um, one happens to be 22 and, um, I, she's super chill, like just like a fun girl, like lover. So cute, but never thought that we'd like be going out buddies, whatever. But she had a friend in town last weekend and I just kind of got talking to him and I was in my throes of like feeling like I really wanted to go out. Yeah. And they invited me and I was like, well, I'm not going to say no. So we went to Santa Monica and I'm I mean, I wasn't feeling my best because, mind you, I just had my facial. So, right. Like I'm like, (laughs) my face is not I had makeup on, obviously, but 
still wasn't right. like in my best shape. I mean, I got like so many hit ons. Like it was really, yeah, <laughs> it was. And like it, what I mean, I'm to pat to like toot my own horn. What was cool or like nice about it was like this was all happening in front of like 22 year old children. Do you know what I mean? Right. And yes. I, and that sounded condescending. Sorry, I shouldn't say it like that. But these like young kids mm-hmm. where like all these people were hitting on me and I was like, wow, I'm the person that like should not be getting hit on right now compared to like these young people. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so it was kind of a nice little like, like hair flip, like, yeah, let me show you how it's done kind of thing. Oh my so God. So it was great. Yeah, it was but a lot of fun. you're cute. So like no matter what, and you have a young soul. So, yeah. but it's still like, you know, I mean, you, it, it I, I think a mixture of kind of like, I hadn't been out in a year pretty much like mm-hmm. not in a bar situation like we went to a full-fledged yeah. like you know up against the bar like ordering drinks wow. like type Love of situation that. which like I know a lot of people are still kind of like I don't know I'm like I don't fucking care like I'm just like ready to just <laughs> Let's be go. Let's yeah out. I'm yes. like I'm vaccinated like I know you can still get it but like whatever I'm just ready to go mm-hmm. so that yeah. was the mindset that I went into um the night with and yeah, no, it was a really, it was really exciting. I did get this guy's number, but like it was a guy that I would never actually like date IRL. And, um, <laughs> well, wait, why do you say you wouldn't actually date him in real life? Because he was like a total like gym junkie, like veins popping out of his forehead. Like, shit. Oh, you are a gym junkie. What no, do you no, no, mean? no, no, no. This is like he works out at the like, um, the not the Gold's Gym, the is it gold? The Venice Beach yes. type boy. Yes. Like muscle tank yes. top. Like looked like he tan. He like has like tan tanner on. So oh, no. no. Like not that. Oh, okay. And then on top of that, the next day, because he had my number, texted me about voting for him for no. a um, muscle competition. Oh, get out. So that's the kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. So either way, Hot Girl Summer is in full effect. I've decided that I'm going to give myself... One night a weekend, which is a big deal for me, this grandma. And um, one night a weekend where I am going to be going out and just getting like hot girl wasted. Sorry, I think it's white girl wasted technically. Um, but uh, but yeah, so wow. and I can't decide if it's always going to be Friday or Saturday or if it's just going to be like a mixture of both. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm just ready to frolic, I guess. That's so exciting. I'm so excited mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. you. I know. It feels, you know, it feels thotty. I love it. So for guys that you don't really like, why don't you just give them your Instagram instead of your phone number? Because I feel like I'm, I mean, if you if you follow me on the gram, I feel like I'm very personal. Like I uh-huh. talk about personal shit on Instagram. And so for me, it almost feels more invasive to have someone follow me on Instagram than it would just be to like give them my number and be able to ignore them kind of thing ah, that's very wow. true yeah what would you guys do if someone like you didn't like but what would you guys offer do you guys offer your phone numbers or do you guys offer your instagram that's such a good question you know what i've never really thought about this mm-hmm. but i agree i think so do i guys that i give my number i can never talk to again versus guys that follow me will see oh, my stories exactly. have a reason to talk to me or even if they don't have a reason to talk to me i'm seeing them on yeah. the list of people that saw my story yeah. or yeah. they can just bring up conversations from what they've seen on seen your page on your st- yeah. yeah yeah i'm like it just doesn't for me i'm like i i think it's weird when guys like ask to follow me on instagram like so on do I. Apps and things. yeah yes because, because like, i just think that it's like one i i think that instagram is just another shallow way of getting to know somebody mm-hmm. and like yes i share a lot of personal things on my instagram but there's so much backstory behind like 
what I share that yeah it's like the people that I know the most are the ones that I'm really speaking to kind of thing I'm not speaking to the you know whatever other like I have I think I have like 2,000 followers I don't even like two I don't even like yeah. 50 people right so like the people that I when I'm posting and everything I'm pick, I'm talking to you know the 15 people that I actually enjoy being around yeah, yeah so for me when a guy asks me to follow or like you know to like exchange Instagrams I'm like no that's my personal space where I'm like mm-hmm. really kind of like revealing things and I make an active choice to share that whereas like on my phone I think it's so easy I mean how many spam calls spam texts do you get a day so I think it's so easy to just like hit somebody up on their phone and it just be like another way of exchanging like comments via like it's the same thing as like talking on a dating app there's really no difference this is so eye-opening because I gave my (laughs) Instagram out the like the other day when people were like getting like they're like put your number in and i'm like no like mm. here's my instagram like you could here yeah. follow me while you're at it right. I, I would rather be like follow me than push my number but this is a very interesting yeah. way i feel like looking i at usually just put it in their court to see what they ask and i judge them if they ask for my instagram i agree i hardcore because judge. i'm yep. like hmm okay so it just it makes me feel way less commitment and seriousness mm-hmm. yeah. because like when it's a phone number when no, it's when it's instagram, instagram. because i'm oh, like wow. okay either okay. you're into instagram which is weird, weird. to me yeah <laughs> or like you just want to, to stalk see. me to like yeah go back and all my pictures and see things about me like wow. all that kind of stuff i guess like, i don't want to follow guys on instagram i don't I, I i will look for their facebook just because i like to make sure that they're real but i won't look for their instagram because i'm just like I don't know. It just, it feels really invasive. It does. Wow. This is eye-opening. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't use it as personal as you do, but yeah. I do. I am personal on there too. So I mean, it's a like new story. way of thinking yeah, about exactly. it. I love this topic because yeah. I was the complete opposite, but now it makes me rethink mm-hmm. like what I would do if, I mean, I wouldn't give out my number. I'd just be like, no. But yeah. Sometimes yeah. guys are so invasive that you're just like, Ugh. Well, it's also like if you delete text or don't reply to a guy or block his number, mm-hmm. I feel like that is less effort than blocking someone on Instagram. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I've been like you know? harassed on Instagram before, like by guys that like I ignore on like Bumble and shit. And it's so annoying. But like I have like, it's so easy to just, again, block someone's number. I have read receipts on too. So like right. people know if I'm just trying to ignore, you know what I mean? Or, or like if I, again, if I, if I like you as a human and I genuinely read your text and I don't respond, that's, there's probably a reason behind yes. that. But for guys, I'm like, I'll leave you on read on red and like, I don't care. Like, you know, it's right. just kind of like a, you know, it's just to me, texting me doesn't really, that doesn't feel as personal as like you creeping on my Instagram. Right. And is that just with men in general or do you do that with men and then there's men that you would be interested in that go Instagram or even work professionals that you're fine with Instagram too? Um, I I do it with honestly with everything like even with work I'm very I mean all of my coworkers that I work with now I do follow or like I have requested or they've requested me but I'm also in a very different workplace than like I feel like I used to be. Like I feel like I'm in a really comfortable place of work now where I'm like I can be myself mm. at work always. And so for me, following having them follow me on Instagram doesn't feel as odd mm-hmm. um, because I'm like, this is me. Like you're, you know, you're truly getting like all of me. 
old, like my old places of work for sure. Like I was a lot more selective about like who I would um, accept or like not accept kind of thing. But, um, but for the most part, but I also like, I will say like, I, I'm, I try actively to always be myself at work. But so like, I guess with coworkers, I'm not as bad as I am with like male friends. And then I'm definitely the same way with like female friends. Like I'm not just like following every girl that like requests me or I meet on the street. Sorry. (laughs) Now that I have a follow by Shay. Yeah. What a life goal achieved. Wow. Well, I mean, I just, my thing is, again, like I said, I don't like a lot of people and I don't mean that to be like mean. I just like, I'm just one of those people. You're very like, selective. My, yeah, I'm very selective. My saying, like my life motto or not life's motto, but for me, I'm like, I don't like you before I like you. I just think that it's something to be said. Hmm. Well, I, I just. Sh- <laughs> you need some positivity in your life. But my no, God. That's not, no, I that's think. That's not being anti, that, or that's not being negative. That's just called. I have very limited, like, um, emotional space to give somebody. Mm. Like, in the sense that I I just, I'm not trying to be everyone's friend or be, like, nice. And, like, does that mean I'm mean to you when I meet you? No. That just doesn't mean that I'm, like, hi, yeah, like, (laughs) let me be up your ass, like, when you don't know me at all. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just, so, like, for me, I'm just a lot more skeptical about Mm -hmm. who you are until I actually get to know you, and then I'm like, okay, I'll open up. Has this mm. always been a thing with you? Oh, it's always been a thing. Oh, okay, so wow. it's not like an age thing that you've learned. No, to. no, no, that's oh, like my okay. whole life. I And like literally people will say like, when we first met, I didn't think that you liked me, and I'm like, well, I probably didn't. <laughs> not even that I didn't like you, but I just didn't have a thought about you kind of thing, yeah, you know no. what I mean? So I'm like, you know, I, I think that girls, especially that we do this thing, actually I was watching this episode, um, Have you? do you guys watch Euphoria? I love Euphoria. Okay. Did you watch the Jules episode? No, I haven't okay. caught up. No, I didn't. I haven't. I didn't watch it until last night. But she, one of the things that she talks about in the episode was how females we do this thing where when we meet each other, we're like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah!" But like, we're actually sizing each other up, <gasps> right? We're looking up and down. We're kind of like, you know, looking at the tags on your clothes. We're looking at this, that, or, we, or whatever. I'm like, I don't do that. Like, I don't need to mm. size you up for like. The material things I'm like I will get to know you and then I'll decide whether or not it's a relationship worth exploring but to do that fake thing where like I meet you and suddenly we're like best friends I'm like that's a lot of energy to give to someone that you don't know mm. wow so I think that's like where it comes from I'm trying to compare this to my life to see <laughs> well, I'm, I'm complete opposite <laughs> yeah I think I'm and like I, but I think it's both ways are like good if you do them and they work for you. Right. Like exactly, I think yeah. that's a great way to be. Have you had the same friend group or like, do you have a small circle? So because I've moved around so much, like, cause I started moving around in high school when I went to boarding school. Okay. So like, because I've what moved age to or what grade 14 or when I was ninth grade. Oh, ninth grade. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so like I basically lived away from home, like fully from 14 on. Wow. Um, so for me, I ha- I do have a lot of, I-, I do have a small select group of close friends, but they're close to me, not necessarily close as a group, yeah. if that makes mm. sense. Because oh, I have like, you know, one really close high school friend, and then I have a, a couple of really close college friends. They they know each other. So like, yeah, that's a close group. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like a couple of um, post, like close post-college friends, but even those aren't from the same group. So like, 
collectively I have close friends that I'm close to, but yeah. not like in a group setting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I get you. I mean, that's everyone. Though. Yeah, I feel exactly. Like it's hard yeah. to group everybody at one point in your life, but at least yeah. the fact that you, okay. Yeah. That's and, but, but they're also all spread out. So like not, well, not any of them are like in close, LA. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. feel that. Okay. I have an interesting question for you though. Yeah. So when you go into this, I don't like you before I like you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that people are innately born good or evil then? Oh, that's a good question. Because I, I always thought people were born evil. <laughs> and then they have to. Are you the same way as Shay? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't think that people are innately born evil. I just think that people. Mm, let's see. Let me think about this. Because in my mindset, I'm like, we grow up. We have to be taught to do good. We have to taught, be taught not to pick fights with our siblings, to follow mm. the rules, this and that. It's never the opposite way. That's not true. I feel like, I mean, I, well, so I think that it varies by mm-hmm. person. Cause I, I do think there is some, like, think about your friends that are like super pushovery uh-huh. or that don't like, um, have confrontation or like things like that. Like, I think for those individuals, they, it's the opposite. They have to be taught to like stand up for themselves mm-hmm. or they have to be taught to be a little bit more aggressive or, you know, a little bit more whatever, I think that it really just depends on kind of like your your nature, like your kind of I think for again, for me, I've because I think a lot of it does have to does stem from not necessarily always being around the same group of people my entire life Mm -hmm. and always being like I have really been the only constant in my life kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And so when you're constantly having to get to know people like know new people, I think you just you start to realize, okay. Um, in this situation, I got to know someone and I gave them everything really quickly. And then that came back to bite me. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just like little things like that where you like slow, like slowly start to learn. So I guess to me, I don't see it as black and white as like you're either born good or evil. I just think that there's certain situations in which like you learn from and you kind of like then take that and apply it to the next situation. I do think that you're either born though guarded or not guarded. And I think for me, I'm just a guarded person. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, that's just how I enter into most situations. Wow. You think that's going to change over time? We do have your big solo trip coming up. I know. I hope. Okay. Well, so that's actually a good. So the other week or no, the other day, last week on Wednesday, um, I went out to, um, the brightly, like the social club and I, I had just joined and I joined last, like late last year because mm-hmm. I specifically really wanted to like socialize and like get out of my comfort zone, whatever, whatever. Um, and so in preparation for this solo trip, what? wait, brightly club, what is that? It's like a social club that just opened up in WeHo. Oh, it's like, okay. yeah, it's like a, ugh, I hate to use the comparison, but it's like a Soho house, but I would never join the Soho house. <laughs> wait, why would <laughs> <laughs> are you a member or something no, no but okay. the one to the right is i am you are mm-hmm. but that's like very entertainment the, okay industry. what's the difference because for people that aren't in the entertainment business or aren't from la like myself i don't didn't know what the brightly club was yeah. how did you find out about this so okay so yeah. it cut for me i have always been a part of some form of an organization hmm. that like has brought together like-minded Dang. people. I was not in a sorority though, so let's not <laughs> let's not mistake that. Um, what I, I mean, <laughs> what I mean though, is that I've always just sought out, like sought um, out community, yeah. and so it started 
um, in Minneapolis when I was a part of the junior league. Um, and then I moved to New York also was a part of the junior league. And then when I moved to LA, I was like thirsty for some form of a community. I didn't want to like, I had ended up quitting the junior league when I lived in New York. So when I moved to LA, I was looking for something. Soho House in New York is just very infamous for being exclusive. And it's very like industry, like, oh. and they kind of have this promotion of like, honestly, like non-friendliness in New York. I don't know much about the one in LA, so I can't speak for that. Mm -hmm. um, so I never tried to join Soho House in New York at all. It was just too exclusive for like my liking. So when I moved to LA... I kind of started to find ways to like connect to community. Mm -hmm. And actually my old roommate was doing like a, a thing. Like she worked at a fitness studio and they were partnering with the Brightly. And that's how I oh. found out about the Brightly. And they were like, yeah, it's a social club. And like my ears immediately peaked because I was like, oh my gosh, like a way to like socialize with people. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so I joined that. And they finally opened up like post pandemic so last Wednesday, they were having like basically a celebrate the fact that we don't have to wear masks anymore. And so I was like, again, I only know a, a couple of people that work at the Brightly, okay. um, but they're, they they socialize there too. But so that's, I know them because they work there. Mm -hmm. And um, so I go to this event alone, like didn't know anyone, but I, yeah. you know, and I wasn't sure how many people would show up or anything like that. Walk downstairs and it's fully like parties, like, you know, because it was like tables right. and everything. So fully everyone was like in their groups and I was so freaking like intimate. Like it, it was scary. Like I'm not even though I don't know, I'm I am not a person in social settings in which like I, I don't, it's it's hard to explain. It's it's hard to explain like how I am, like in terms of how I immerse myself. But I walked into the brightly like fully intimidated it was like texting my friends fr frantically like why did I come like this is so embarrassing like I'm over here at the bar just like playing on my phone trying to make myself look busy whatever oh whatever my gosh. um but then these um one of the people that I know she introduced me to a few people which I kind of talked to and then we like you know parted ways or whatever but at one point she like came over to me at the bar and um asked me to join her and I met her friends and like it ended up being a really fun night. Mm. So I'm like trying to, I guess, like in terms of like, so the solo trip, because that's exactly what my friends were saying mm. when I was like frantically texting them. They were like, no, just think of it as preparation for Hawaii because I'm doing a solo trip for my 30th. Like um, it's preparation for that. And I'm like, so I'm still unsure as to how I'm going to approach Hawaii because I've just I've never done a solo trip. And that literally the other night was my only not even my only, but like one of the first settings in which it was purely social and I was there a hundred percent alone. Um, so I don't know. I, I am very nervous. So I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm very nervous about it, but also like very excited. How many days are you going by yourself? A whole week. Oh my goodness. Yeah. A whole week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've like actively told friends like you can't come because That's I'm just, good. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to force myself away from, because I don't know. And I don't know if we've talked about if we already talked about this on my podcast, but like mm -hmm. I for most of my 20s have been have hated the idea of like I'm alone, like loneliness has just been something that I've been like. So I've tried so hard to Avoid. not feel. Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. And like have gone to therapy for like, you know, just loneliness in general. Like I just think that like I think they say like loneliness is 
as unhealthy as like smoking, something crazy like that. Wow. Like the impact that it has on your life. And so for a long time, like that's how I felt again, having moved around so many times, like it is very isolating. And so when I decided to make this trip a solo trip, if to me, it was kind of this like full circle, like, you know what I'm, instead of being afraid of being alone, like I really want to like conquer this feeling of like, just being able to do something by myself and still celebrate and like be excited about you know whatever it is i'm there for so you better go to all the bars oh i will meet a yeah guy every <laughs> night like you gotta make this a thing I oh like- i'm like i'm dressing like every night i said i'm gonna go to dinner i'm gonna dress up and Aww. i, I like, like have the d- bar section though you can't go to like a dinner by yourself like that you just, can well you can yeah. i'm just saying well, i feel so like, like it you're w- going to try to not be lonely and yes to be by yourself yes you got to put yourself in like situations like that a hundred percent agree with that so like i have booked like because you have to book everything in hawaii like everything books up i guess so i did like i booked a happy hour situation i booked a luau i booked a catamaran like a mai tai catamaran and it's literally like 15 people in in the middle of the ocean so like that's a situation where I'm like I literally cannot escape for two hours. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm like I am. I'm very blatantly putting myself into situations where I'm like I have to be. I'm praying you find alone. a Jason Momoa out there. Oh I am. I'm not gonna lie. It has gone through my mind. I'm like if I can find a like Hawaiian hunk, like mm-hmm. I will. I mean, be there for I'm it. Be I an might island move. girl. Now. I know. I was gonna say I might move. Like I might. Like you might not see me in LA anymore. So. <laughs> Well, you're also taking swimming lessons now. This is the oh, prep for Hawaii. Yes. This is How, my preparation for yes. Hawaii. Yeah. How is it going? Great. I actually, so I had a big breakthrough last week. I cannot float, but this was the first time that I, like it was a small little like tweak in my chin. I don't think that I was putting my head back far enough. And I had this like really Zen moment of floating and it was Aww. so amazing like, it was just kind of like, wow. It Like, in my head, I was like, wow, this is what people who like to swim, like, talk about. Like, that feeling of just being free and kind of, like, you know, letting the water take you, whatever. Um, so, I'm loving it. I actually have another lesson tomorrow. Um, so, I'm trying to do them, like, once a week. Yeah. So, it feels really, like, to the point where now, like, that's why, like, I'm starting to look at potentially new places to live. And I'm like, I really want to pull because I'm, you know, I now that I'm, like, learning, like, I really want to make sure that I'm, like, putting the effort into, like, you know, staying comfortable with it. You're wow. really focusing yeah. a lot on yourself, which I is am, so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I mean, just in general in life. But yeah. I feel like you just seem like a happier person in general. Just I really, I really truly am. I really truly am. What were you going to say? Do you feel like it's because you're turning 30 that you're doing all these things? I think partially, but it's weird because, but so while you guys are out, like I was um, telling Shannon, like I, I feel like, during the pandemic and then post kind of like as LA started to open up, I was super adamant about dating because I was like, you know, I'm turning 30 and I really want to like, you know, all my friends are getting married and having kids. And so I was like actively trying to date and I made this decision and I don't honestly, I, I can't even remember really when I made the conscious decision to like no longer be on the apps, but I decided that I was going to delete them. And it was in that moment that I swear to God, like, everything just shifted for wow. me. Like it was like this clock that had been ticking towards 30 just like stopped because I didn't have this feeling of like measuring my life by things that weren't happening, if that makes sense. 
Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm not going on dates. And so therefore I'm a failure. And so therefore this and that. And so therefore I'm not going to make like that stopped. And so as soon as I stopped and and also it just made me realize how much time I was putting into that. Like you don't Mm -hmm. realize like, you know, even just like sitting back, you know, flicking your finger like through your phone, like you're still putting so much energy into that. And so as soon as I stopped that, it just like freed up my mind Mm -hmm. to think about, okay, I really want to take swimming lessons. Okay, I really want to like, you know, spend my birthday alone. Okay, like, you know what I mean? Just made all of these things kind of like come to the surface. These decisions and you yeah. make it into reality versus just yeah. thinking about Before, it. Versus either just thinking about it or not even thinking about it at all because I was thinking about the things that I didn't have or the things that wow. I was like, or even wow. like I had started to, so this is, this is crazy. And I don't, you know, a friend of mine had said to me a couple of months ago uh, because we were talking about all how my friend is starting to have kids. And she had said to me, like, well, I mean, you can have kids, like, whenever you want. And I was like, please, no, I'm not, you know. And for the first time, and am I saying this is for sure, for sure? No, but for the first time, I realized, like, I'm like, if I wanted to have kids at 33, 34, I could absolutely do that. And I don't need someone to be able to do that. You just need the money. But yeah. Not even, though. Not even now. Insurance covers mean? that shit. Oh, really? And there's, like, grant. Believe me, I've done the research. Research. There's <sighs> grants and there's things like that, like, that make it possible. So it's just even little things like that where oh, it's, wow. like, you constantly, as women, I think that we constantly feel like our life is on hold if we don't have a partner to, like, help push it forward. Mm. And, like, when you're ready for that. And um, as I've approached 30, I think it's just forced me to realize that, like, even if I don't have someone that I want to spend my life with yet, that's fine. I can still do shit. Doesn't mean I have to stop and, like, no longer proceed with things. I like that saying. And also, like, one year or two years is what I'm learning. It can do a lot. Like, just benefiting on yourself. I mean, just hearing your growth and saying, mm-hmm. like, this is what I want to do. I feel like you're going to find people within those same communities yeah. and same groups that are going to like that and be like, oh, my, you're going to meet someone without even realizing it, whether you like, whether they're yeah. your type yeah. or you're not. You're going to, I feel like this happens to a lot of like my friends. It just, mm-hmm. you, when they stop when they searching, stop yeah. searching, they do yeah. things for them. Yeah. They obviously like, you just seem happier too. <laughs> Something is going to fall in line. I mean, clearly everyone has their own path. Yeah. So I love this. I love hearing when people are like, you know what? I got to focus on myself. Thanks. I know. it's. Yeah. Ta- I mean, it's taken 30 years, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's nice. Yeah. It's a process though. Like, it is. It is. Yeah. People have to train their brain to be like, okay, what is, what do I what want do I to do want? for yeah. myself? Instead yeah. of like things being forced on you for sure. Exactly. Or yeah. like, oh, I have to do this because my friend is going to like hate me if I don't go. Mm-hmm. And instead you could just be like, no, I don't want to go. Yeah. Or, I want to do this by myself. No, you're not allowed to be on my trip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a me thing. I know. Yeah. yeah. And That's it's not so good. Selfish at all. I love this. Yeah. It, yeah. it but so it is so so the thing about Leo's, I'm a Leo. Um <laughs> everyone always kind of talks about how Leo's are egotistical, selfish, blah blah blah. And my number one, this is actually a model of my life. Huh. Um I think that everyone should be selfish. And I don't think that people I, I think that selfish has become this word that is like this negative thing. But I think that's like I think that sure there's such scenarios in which like selfishness is not great. But I think when it comes to like prioritizing your life and like things that you want and like, you know, your beliefs or whatever, I think that we should all 100 percent be selfish in that in that way. And I don't think that it's something that we do enough. So I, I agree. Yeah. 
I definitely agree. And I feel like people learn that as maybe I'm learning that as I grow, mm-hmm. grow, get older. Oh, yeah. You don't know that. Like, I mean, it. I think it would. I, I've never met someone who, like, knew that early on yeah. at all. It just takes time. And you're like, yeah. all right, got to figure out my life. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What sure. would you tell your 25-year-old self? Mm. Gosh. Because we're all 25. We yes. want to get to your level when we <laughs> hit 30. Um, I would probably say, okay, let's see. I was in Minnesota at the time that I was 25. I was working full-time corporate. You know, I would say that, um, like, life is forever like you can always create like a life that you want. Like life is not something that like you have to draw a line in the sand and say like, okay, this is going to be my life forever. I think that one thing that when you're in college, you don't really understand that like, okay, yeah, these four years are setting me up for, you know, post-college, but that's just because it's setting me up for post-college doesn't mean it's setting me up for life. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, it was really hard um, to even wrap my mind around life outside of like working at a big corporation, working in the city that I was in, like having this very like, like, you know, kind of like scheduled, scheduled Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Um, and it was really like, it took me until I was 27 to finally kind of push myself into a different like position or a different, just kind of like way of life. Mm -hmm. But it was really hard for me to wrap my mind around like life doesn't always mean having the best job that pays the best money that provides you like financially the best things. Okay. And so I was so tied to like a paycheck. I felt like that was my only kind of like um, uh, example or like way to track success. Mm-hmm. And so I think like that's something that I've learned even within the last like, you know, four to five years is um that there literally there's so much more to life than just like working a job and getting a paycheck and feeling secure like that's such a when you think about it sure you spend a lot of time there you do mm-hmm. yeah but you there's also so much it's like whenever people say like you have to bring you know you bring your full self to work like i don't know i feel like i'm not explaining this well but i just think that we spend a lot of time measuring our life by like what we do yeah instead of like thinking about like who do we want to be though like as people yeah and so for me I wish I would have or I would tell Shay of that time like your you know life is not like your life doesn't always have to look the same year to year day to day like blah 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 and you can have setbacks and you can fall down and you can pick yourself up and you can still be considered successful. I think that's another, like that was a big thing too, is like I was constantly comparing myself to friends that like were getting promoted. And I was like, wow, because they're getting promoted, they're successful and I'm not. Hmm. But for me, it was like successful for me meant being in a good mental headspace. Like that is success. That's now. That's like what you're yeah, thinking now. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like now I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I'm in a good mental space. Like I go to therapy. That's fucking successful. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a huge thing. Like so many people can't talk about their feelings and can't, feel, you know, they, they, they live their lives like, oh my God, I'm so sad every day and I feel like I can't address that. Like to me in my life, sure, I'm, I may not be like 
the CEO of a company, but like I'm mentally fucking stable and like that's really successful. I love that. So I think like success in general is measured differently by who you are, like person to person. And it's not just like a, a blanket statement. That's so true. And success yeah. isn't measured by how busy a person is either. No, that actually, mm-hmm. actually, that's a really good point too. I think that, yeah, we're, that's something that I learned in New York actually. Like as much as I love New York and to this day, I said like, I say leaving New York was like the hardest breakup I've ever had to go through. Um, But you're all like success in New York is like doing stuff, Mm. like always doing stuff, always, always, always. Um, And it wasn't until I moved to LA that I realized that like, wow, you can be successful by like setting boundaries. And maybe your boundary Mm -hmm. is like not always saying yes to every dinner out or every party or whatever and like that's doing nothing but that was a boundary that you set for yourself that you probably weren't able to set a year ago you know yeah that's so, so true. And yeah which is goes back to the whole headspace it's like yep. i mentally can say no and feel okay saying no yeah 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 i i agree with you on yeah. that it's so yeah. difficult too right now because everyone's coming out of quarantine mm-hmm. yep and everyone kind of has this weird guilt about saying no to staying in because yeah. it's like we just stayed in. We for just stayed in for a freaking year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. How, I, oh, oh, go, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, like, how is your fitness routine? Like, do you stay on top of that get, as you get older mm. or has uh, that changed? Have that's been always- the hard. I, I would say, like, that has been the hardest thing for me to kind of, like, wrap my head around fitness mm. and nutrition. But it's also I think that fitness and nutrition has always been something that I've struggled with in my life. Um, but I do finally kind of feel like I'm coming to this area of like really doing it because I enjoy it and because it's something that I want to do and not that I feel like I have to do. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, leading up to my 30th, ber- 30th birthday, I feel like I'm prioritizing it in like a, you know, I just want to like feel my best. Mm-hmm. But I do, I have felt like my relationship with fitness. And this was something that speaking of therapy that I really had to talk to my therapist about because I went from being a trainer in New York to like when being in LA 25 uh I was so I was a trainer when I was like 26 and 27 okay so close to that age. yeah exactly yeah so I went from being a trainer full-time the best shape of my life like you know just really killing it to moving to LA and like I was just so not in a good place and fitness was not my thing and I fell out of love with it and I just it created this really weird relationship because something that I found like so much success in Mm -hmm. was like almost making me feel really bad about myself. Um, So I've had to change my relationship with fitness and now have it just be something that like, it's not necessarily that I'm reaching for a goal. Like I'm not trying to, you know, lift. I was actually reading a caption of mine um, from Instagram um, the other day and, you know, I had to reading it reminded me of like, you know, this 2020 was the first year that I really didn't prioritize like, man, I want to get to, you know, back squatting 200 pounds or I want to get to, you know, weighing 150 pounds on the scale or whatever it was. Um, it was like a moment for me to be like, wow, I, I, I just really want to go to therapy three times a month kind mm. of thing. Yeah. Um, so my relationship with fitness has definitely changed. It's not perfect. Like in the sense that there's still days where I'm like, oh, I didn't work out today. Like I feel really bad, blah, blah, blah. But it's becoming less and less that. I love that. That's yeah. still an amazing shift too. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, and it's been, you know, what changed We actually was um, 
uh, I want to say back in the winter or whatever, I started to think about again, like as I'm approaching 30, I don't know Mm -hmm. when I'll have kids. I don't know if it's a year from now. I don't know if it's 10 years from now. I don't know. But one thing that I said to myself is like, I never, like I think about sitting down to dinner with my family Mm-hmm. And I never want to have to think, oh, wait, my kids can't have mac and cheese tonight because if I, because I'll be tempted by them eating mac and cheese. You know, like little right. things like that yes, where I'm like, I just want to put a, you know, I just want to f- be happy that I get to sit down with my family and like enjoy a meal and talk about their days and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to have to be thinking about my macros and this shit and that shit. And so for me, that was like a really big like moment of like, do I want to bring this relationship with fitness and with food fitness? Yes. In the sense of like, yes, I want my kids to be active, but do I want to bring this negative feeling towards it? If they don't do it, they're bad. If they eat this, they're horrible. No, because that's the relationship that I had when I was a kid. And I'm like, I don't want that to be what I bring into their lives. That's amazing you mentioned that this yeah. morning on Instagram. I yeah. was watching Yolanda Hadid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. They were talking about how toxic she is as a mother to Gigi and Bella. I can't remember the whole video, but one of them really? was just, aren't wow. you glad you ate that salad? It, don't you see how it's paying off? <gasps> yeah, I saw this yeah. too on Instagram. Wow. Oh, she was said like, that on like the show once, yeah, didn't she? Yeah, she did. I remember so that. I remember that. Um, see, it's that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I never want to be that. It was hard. Like, I was at the age of maybe 13. I was told that I was obese. Whoa. And was I, over, you know, overweight on a chart? Absolutely. But yeah. till this day, I have never been anything less than 147. And that I was 147 when I had really? zero muscle. And like, like, you know, and I was, and I still looked like I was still curvaceous in a way, Mm -hmm. but like I had zero muscles, no ass, nothing. And so like for me, my sweet spot is between like 157 and 160. Mm -hmm. And so till this day, if I were to go into a doctor's office and step on a scale and they put me on a chart, they'd be like, you need to lose weight. Wow. But I'm less than 25. Like I'm like Mm -hmm. 23% body fat and like I'm all muscle. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, things like, but. For me as a 13 year old kid, so when you tell me like I'm obese at 170, when really I probably have 10 pounds to lose, like that's like it was, it was traumatizing. Yeah. It's probably more just like, hey, we should start doing more fitness incorporated versus. Exactly. Changing, like, right. Let's go on a walk versus having to deal with food. Or just maybe, I think for me, it was like, because I come from a family that has diabetes and high cholesterol. Like, tie it to that. Tie it to, Mm. like, we want to make sure that you're, you know, you you are never pre diabetic or, you know, Mm -hmm. that you are, you know, your cholesterol is like, give me some statistics because white weight is not like, a good one to go off of because it doesn't no. tell you anything about someone's health. That's true. You know, it's so true. Yeah. You see those photos where it's like sometimes Wayne more looks way better than oh, Wayne like the less. girls that are yeah. like, yeah, where it's like you have like a six, five girl or whatever she is, you know, a four, four, you know, it looks all different. Like it's right. crazy. Or like, think about like if, what if the rock were to step on the scale? If oh you were, gosh. if you were to just have him step on the scale and oh, go to a doctor and yeah. give him a chart and be like, okay, he's two, he's you're probably like 250, two, 300, right. whatever. They'd be like, oh God, that guy really needs to lose weight. But look at him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's probably healthy. Right. Big? Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> but not unhealthy. Yeah. Totally. Not, that's so crazy. So, you know. 
Okay, but also when you look at, like, celebrities, they're always, like, stick skinny. And, like, that to me has started being, like, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, the way that LA is. But I feel like every single time I see someone who's a celebrity, they are, like, stick skinny. And, like, that is who we look at. I know. In our world. So, like, that's where we judge our body weight. Yeah. Which sucks because I get it. Like, they're in front of a camera and a camera adds weight. So, obviously, it's better to be skinny. Like, t- or... Not better, but it's like mm-hmm. you are constantly looking at a movie. You're constantly looking at people that are tiny, but like that's not. But I also, I think, them. I think I will say though, because I, I think we do get into a bad habit of saying we're constantly, we're constantly looking at these movies, these shows, whatever, and they're all skinny. They're like, how, how do I, I want to phrase this up? Like we see Hollywood is like a small population of like the world. So sad. And sure, we see them on our TVs and they're in front of our faces because huh, that's, that's what they're, ju- right? That's exactly, that's our entertainment. But we take that small population and we say like, wow, we're trying to, you know, we, we then try to apply that to everyone in the world. And I'm like, but that's such a small little, you know, subset of like, the world and so why are we using that as like the you know and but then also to caveat like sometimes we're looking at like 15 year old kids mm-hmm. and we're saying like oh gosh you know we're she's so skinny we're compared i'm like she's 15 she's like prepubescent like mm-hmm. she's got no boobs like do you know what i mean and we're like oh wow she looks so beautiful she like i don't know i think there's also a lot of i'm not like trying to solely sympathize with like hollywood hollywood people but i'm also kind of like there's this i feel like this sense of pressure that we put on them to also be like our guiding light to like yeah. how the whole world should be and i'm like nah, i don't know like it's just yeah i don't know but yeah you're like the older sister that we need yeah <laughs> no, come on more no I yeah this, you know where to find no, me <laughs> this episode was so much healthier than our other ones <laughs> i think just like getting being able to talk to somebody who's what four years older than us mm-hmm. we get your we get to hear what you get to say or what you have to say and yeah Obviously, yes, it's only four years older, but like those four years, there is so much more that you do learn. And so you do. It's you nice do. being able to be like, hey, Shay, the older sister, mm-hmm. like, come on, tell us what you think. It, it Like, it's it's funny because I, I do think that four years, not for everybody, but for yeah. four years have me for me. Well, that was weird. Four years for me have made a huge difference. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, massive in my life personally. Um, and so I think that every, you know, I hope that everyone feels like just because like today maybe isn't the day that I feel like I like have my shit together. doesn't mean that like one tomorrow won't feel like that, but then also like four years from now and it goes by in such a flash too. Mm. I think that's another thing that people don't really talk about is like four years. There's so much growth there, but it also goes by so quickly. Mm. And like, I don't think we think about that enough. Like, you know. Like it's, it's almost like sometimes it, it goes by quickly, but then it's also, it feels so long ago. Mm. Cause I think back to, so four years ago would have been 26, like I, or almost 20, 25. And I'm like, God, that feels like forever ago, but also like yesterday at the same time. College yeah. still feels like yesterday. Oh. We've almost known you for two years. I know. It's exactly. So no, exactly that. I'm like, I've been in LA for almost three years this fall. Wow. And I'm like, what the because two a year and a half of LA for me was miserable, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's really only been in the last year that I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm, wow, you know, I've got it, I've got LA down. So you know, 
it's crazy but yes for it's four years but it's all it's a lot different but it's also not like i mm-hmm. still very much un- remember what it was like to be 25 and still figuring it the fuck out so yeah <laughs> well thank you for coming on and thank talking you guys for having yes. me oh my god where can, i love it where can everyone find you yeah so um shanara janelle is my instagram or shanara underscore janelle that's my instagram i do have my podcast shay rants a lot but again like i said i haven't been rant- ranting a lot and here's why i just one i've just been so busy with work um like tr- but in like a such a good way Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird because I don't feel guilty for not having put out new episodes because I'm like, I'm just having a really good time doing what I'm doing. So, but that being said, I have um, Shay Rants a lot is my um, podcast. And yeah, I guess is that where people go on social yeah. these days? Yes. Yeah. And we'll That's post that in our yeah. bio. Unless too. you want to give out your phone number. Shay. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I heard that phone numbers is less personal. Oh so. my god! It is. Gosh. You know it is. It really is. I mean, stars put their pers- their numbers in their profiles now. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's talk about it. Hey, right. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, guys. This is so great. I love it. And you can find us at Inner Feels Podcast. Catch you next time. Love Shay Shan, Britt, <laughs> and Chris. <laughs>